What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Normal Guy Lazy Eye Podcast presented by House Enterprise. As always, I'm your host, Jared Magazine, just your neighborly normal guy with a lazy eye here connecting with people who have incredible stories to tell. And today we have a podcast first. That's right. We have four incredible guests joining today's show. We have a returner in Justin Viotto, Mike Hawkins, Matt Keene, and Matt Michaels. These four wonderful gentlemen are members of the class of 2022 Providence College men's swimming and diving team. These guys were just little freshmen when I was a senior, and it was so incredible to watch their careers flourish over the past four years, uh, rounding out their incredible season, their senior season, uh, just at the end of February with a record-breaking year. So super excited to have them on the show, and I know this is a fan favorite uh, to have this team on. So I'm super excited for you guys to hear these four tell the story of their senior season. So without further ado, here are the Providence College Swimming and Diving seniors of the class of 2022. This is the Normal Guy Lazy Eye Podcast, a true eye-opening experience. Well, on today's episode, we have four incredible guests, a first time for the Normal Guy Lazy Eye Podcast, Matt Keen, Matt Michaels, Mike Hawkins, and making his second appearance to the show, Justin Viotto. Join the show today. These gents just wrapped up on Providence's best seasons to date, seven uh, all-big East swimmers, multiple school records, podium finishes, and all-around great performances. These gentlemen also just wrapped up on their swimming careers as a whole, and here to talk all about the Friars and Providence swimming are the Providence senior men. So, gents, welcome to the show. How are you guys? Glad to be here. Thanks for having us. (laughs) Yeah, excited to be here. Absolutely. So, now, I know we're about a month out after your guys' final swims in Big East, but has it hit you guys that it's all wrapped up out of a sport that you guys have been a part of for 10, 15 years? I was just actually asking Matt that question. Um, we were going to pick some stuff up, and on the way back, um, I asked him like the same question. We both agreed probably no at this point. I don't think it's going to really hit until like we get back there when people start doing like real official workouts. So even like during the summer when I would start ramping up training, preparing myself. Um, so like when I don't have that aspect of it, I think that's definitely when it's going to start to first hit. Yeah, absolutely. And Matt Keen, you were saying that uh you know like kind of just having these afternoons to do whatever you want it's kind of like what like what do we do (laughs) yeah I definitely feel like a little lost about the routine um in terms of it hitting me I think it probably will like next semester when I'm removed from Providence College and I see like all the kids going to BC and that kind of stuff yeah that was that was the hardest part was seeing like the new like just the new teams like going to those meets that you like or even like the snapchat memories like what i should be doing this weekend is not what i'm doing i'm like wrapping up work i'm not going to the bc invite or herald or whatever it was you know like that was like the the bummer for sure or even training trip that was the worst one was like all the training trip training trip memories for sure (laughs) agreed i think like when next season kind of starts and you're like Everybody's got to go into these meets without you. I think that's when it's going to sink in. Yeah, absolutely. So have you guys picked any new hobbies yet? I know Hawkins is our resident baker. I'm still waiting for my sourdough yeah. loaf. But have you guys yeah. uh, have you guys picked up on any new hobbies? Eating Hawks bread. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've just been, like, trying to like, run yeah. a little bit here and there and stuff. But nothing Care- like careful that with way. that. You might turn into a marathon runner. It's not, yeah, it's probably not fun. Will. Probably will. 
But all right, so um, Hawkins, you're you're exempt from this question. What's the rating on Hawkins bread right now? Is it is it is it a plus right now? Ten out of ten. Yeah, yeah, out of 10. Out of 10. All right. Well, all right. All right. It's worth the hype. All right. Well, I gotta come down and, and have some. I mean, I don't know. Does it ship Any well, time? Hawkins? <laughs> Does it ship well? Can you ship it up to Boston? I haven't tried it. I guess I guess that could be first, but <laughs> package is up nice for me and send it on over. I'll I'll get I'll get Leo to try I'll some. Try yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta engrave it with like a lazy eye hawk. <laughs> yeah, get the get the podcast logo That's in there. Nice. Yeah. Branded on. <laughs> <laughs> so so swimming at Providence is obviously something that's special, right? We all got to experience that. But especially in your senior season, being the first season back from this COVID craziness, and we had Justin on during, like, when he would have to pen, like uh, quarantine at the Marriott or the COVID hotel, as you guys called it, and doing sauna workouts or whatever the heck he did. Like, how? what, is, what was the most, like, exciting thing to return to normal here in the aspect of this season? Um. If I'm going to be honest, I feel like, well, COVID kind of ramped back up in December, right? early January, and we ended up having our training trip canceled again. So I feel like it really didn't turn that much normal, like literally right up until like Big East is kind of where like, I think started to really go back to normal. So this season obviously wasn't, wasn't completely normal, but I mean, we all made like the best out of it. Yeah. yeah, and going off of that too, I think just having the full year of like activities and meets and all that was really beneficial. Like we haven't had some across America the past two seasons. One year there was a hurricane and then the other year was COVID, obviously. So I think going to some across America, being on the beach, like seeing all the alumni was something to look forward to. And just having the meets in the fall semester was definitely exciting as well. Yeah, I was going to say it had to be a little bit more rewarding, like having a more set schedule than like meets getting canceled left and right and then just going back to another Saturday practice, which I know is our favorite here on the men's team for Saturday practices. But uh, but yeah, no, I, I can see. I can see that being like a little bit more structure was definitely a benefit. What about what about the gentlemen below us, Michaels and, and Justin? What about you guys? Yeah, I was just going to say like enjoying like the little things. Um, Matt just like did a good job pointing out like Swim Across America, being able to enjoy something like that, being able to go like back to a Herald, which we hadn't been able to do in a couple of years, you know, being to, able to enjoy like, not just like one meet, like Big East, where that's the aim, you know, having a halfway meet, kind of a checkpoint, seeing to see where you are. So going back to the, um, having the full year, the full six or however long, September to, yeah, about six months, I would say. So having that season, having the ups and downs in it, um, trying not to fit everything in six weeks, you know, a bunch of um, really nice aspects. So just like trying to enjoy the little stuff, like going to and away meet the guys, you know, taking a long trip to Maine or something like that and still trying to have fun. You still enjoyed that long trip to Maine? It was, we made the most out of it. That's true. That's, <laughs> that's I think, true. I think that's definitely uh, something. Men's team's definitely going to make, I mean, the whole team in general is going to make the most out of anything. I think right. for me, um, in terms of normalcy, I didn't really have a uh, normal year, but it was normal-ish compared to COVID. And I was just, it was nice to have that structure of being able to go to these meets and not say, oh, this might get canceled or something like that. Actually having something set in stone was very nice. Absolutely. I can't imagine like making the trip all the way up to Orono and then getting the meat can because of COVID outbreak or something like that. Well, no it way. Almost, it almost got canceled due to a snowstorm, but we yeah. actually like moved it up a day. So we Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, we found out like a day earlier. They're like, Oh, we're gonna be leaving tomorrow morning. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Oh yeah. 
Oh, that trip is, it's, it's fun because we typically win the meet. Uh, I don't think any University of Maine swimmers listen to this podcast, but we typically kill them every year. Um, so it's fun to like go up there to get a W, but yeah. it's the, the long drive, especially when you get that like one lane highway up in Maine, it gets kind of brutal. <laughs> Did we stop at Olive Garden before? Did you guys get yes, to stop? Yes, and the baits yes. and everything? Or Okay. Yeah, so yeah. everything was still according to the agenda for John, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> all right making sure but all right so i wanted to ask a question about the big east so there's only one major change in the big east this year or as moving forward with the women's team getting another competition with uconn unfortunately they've cut their men's team has has big east changed in terms of an environment obviously the success that you guys have had has definitely increased since my year's graduation but what is Big East kind of turned into nowadays with like the success that the team is seeing with the success that the Big East is seeing? Has it seemed like it's a little bit of a bigger meet, a bigger deal than maybe in years past? Yeah, yeah. definitely. I think so. Like I've noticed from our four years of being here, the team like as a whole has definitely gotten better. We've been more competitive. Like obviously Justin won last year, Kevin won. So we've definitely been more competitive in the Big East. And last year, Georgetown wasn't at the meet. So I think it was definitely... Like, you could just feel, like, a different energy this year on the pool deck with, like, all the teams back. UConn was joining. So, I think it's definitely got more competitive. And I think everyone was just happy to be there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, kind of going off that, the aspect of Georgetown, you know, that I'm definitely missing the year. And then coming back, you could tell that they're extremely hungry. And yeah. um, they ended up winning credit to them. So, it was definitely a different dynamic seeing them there, um, being extremely competitive. But, yeah, I would just say, like, having bigger expectations this year after, like, um, the season last year where you probably couldn't have written any more of a beautiful script to end it with J.O. winning um, coach of the year. Like, everything that could have went well possibly went well. Mm -hmm. So, definitely, like, this year I would say we had a lot more, like, target, you know, people looking out for, you know, some of the better swimmers. Uh, you know, like, they know the names and stuff, and they're, like, have expectations for them. So, I would definitely say that there was um, great expectations this year, definitely. Yeah, I mean, just to put it into perspective, guys, like, my freshman year, if we made a B final, which some, most of the time is like an automatic bid, uh, <laughs> if we made a B final, we'd be happy with it. And now I feel like it's starting to become more of an expectation that we get at least one person in the A final with each of these events. So credit to you guys to, I mean, really continue to kind of rewrite the narrative of Providence swimming and, and, you know, because we are the only non-funded team at the, at the big East, it's, it's pretty impressive that we're seeing some podium finishes. So credit to you guys, uh, but kind of going off that, what would you guys say, maybe in a personal sense, so each of you guys can answer this here, what was your biggest personal growth adjustment that you guys have made from your freshman season to your senior season? That's a good question. Yeah. Um, if you want, I could start off. I just say like this year in particular, just like not used to always swimming well when I wanted to, I guess in terms of just like having a bad meet, being able to rebound, being able to adjust. So I would say it took like um, a lot more mental strength, especially like, as you know, like there's certain times when you're swimming and you drop time every single time. So you feel untouchable, but you know, dealing with the ups and downs again of a season when it's not just six weeks again. So this is a different animal going back to the six month season. Mm -hmm. um, just being able to adjust to that, like being able to look back to even like when we raced Iona Fairfield, um, doubleheader, obviously, as you well know, Jared, but um, going like Friday, Saturday, I mean, if you don't swim well Friday, like trying to be able to rebound yourself for Saturday, knowing that's not over, even after like a first bad race, you try to rebound from that mentally. So I would definitely say that was one of the bigger personal adjustments, just trying to have like a good atmosphere, and especially as well being a senior, you know, you're expected to be a leader. Um, so not just like having your individual performances, like 
showing your body language, like getting up for your other teammates, no matter what, how you're doing, like it's not really about yourself as well. Um, or at least myself when I'm looking at it. So like being able to support everyone, no matter what. Yeah. Um, I think, I think Justin's completely right. Something for me personally is definitely just um, cherishing like every moment, honestly, it's, it's a really short four years and COVID really made sure that, you know, nothing's guaranteed in life. So you got to make sure that you're, you're really making sure that you're making the most of everything. Right. And I think that's definitely been the biggest um, change for me and something that I, I uh, not that I have any regrets, but I want to make sure that if I was going to tell something to my younger self, it'd be cherish everything because it's a quick four years and nothing's really guaranteed. Absolutely. Keen Hawk, floor is yours. Uh, yeah, certainly for me, just maturing as a swimmer in general. Like, I mean, like freshman year and sophomore year, if I like, if I had it any time, I would just, I would throw a fit. And uh, I've learned, like, I haven't been doing, I haven't done as well as I had um, these past two years. And I've learned to just enjoy the swims as they come because obviously now I know it's, it's not there forever. So just maturing as a swimmer in general, for sure. Yeah, I think going off of, like, what everyone was saying, definitely being flexible and just trying to enjoy every moment. This year was, like, very mentally tough for me, and I didn't swim the best I wanted to at times, but I just had to be flexible and trust all my training and my experiences from the prior three years and just try to enjoy every moment, like Mike was saying, and it isn't guaranteed, like, I'll do this the rest of my life. Like, it does have a hard stop, so I think just having fun when I could and, like, not trying to stress myself out was definitely important for me. Yeah, I, I was going to say the abrupt finish to your swimming career, like you don't see it coming until it literally happens. Like as cheesy as that sounds, like I thought I would be swimming forever. And then the next thing I knew, like I was diving into my last mile at Big East. And like when I, I had a lot longer of a time to think about it during that race than you guys may have had in like a 200 or a hundred or a 50. But like, I like the emotions, even in like the last like hundred and 200 were just like, I just like, I couldn't, I like almost didn't yeah, want to, finish. I remember I just to keep swimming. <laughs> yeah. like, it's, it's, it's a lot. And like, you like, especially a sport that we've been doing for a decade or a decade plus, like you don't envision that the end of the tunnel being there, but then all of a sudden, boom, there it is. Yeah. I think that's part of the beauty of college athletics. I mean, <clears throat> swimming, you're watching college basketball right now. I mean, who's playing, can, who's playing? Just kidding. Fryer's there. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, but I mean, that's the, I mean, I thought about that in the back of my head. I was finishing yeah. my last two fly. I'm like, damn, wow, this is the last two strokes of my college career. I think that's, that's the beauty of it. You know, it's, it's four years of, of giving your all every chance you get, making sure that you're in the weight room, in the gym, in the pool, making sure that you're finding, um, finalizing all your strokes, making sure everything's perfect for those races. And, and then it's, you get to succeed in your final meet or you get to at least swim it. And then, that's it, right? I mean, you get to you get those meets, and then that's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. It's like it's that last you get on the trip to Maine. It's your last trip to Maine. <laughs> you got to do the Fairfield Island right. doubleheader. That was that was a big one my senior year. Even though I'll never forget the the pep talk that John gave us at Fairfield. Even though we were beating them by like 150, and I was like, yeah. oh, "What are we doing?" <laughs> <laughs> because we i just i don't know if you guys remember but like we we were so close to beating iona i think it came down to it literally came down to the last day yeah and yeah. we hadn't we i my four years we had never beaten them we didn't even come close to what we were our senior year and i know we were just like defeated as a team on the men's side and then just like getting to know that we were gonna like fairfield had like three swimmers swimming the whole meet so it was like a like a guaranteed w but i just love that john was still mad like I kind of like that he had that fire of like, you're still swimming like crap and pick it up. Like, I was like, 
did not expect that from him, but there we were in like the middle of the meet and he was like, they should be beating you guys. Like if they had their full team, you guys would get smoked. I was like, holy cow, like this guy's going off his rocker. <laughs> I, think, I think that's part of the beauty of JL is, yeah. is no matter the situation, he knows yeah. where his team should be. He knows where his swimmers should be. And he could tell within an instant, he'd been doing this for a hundred years, when something's off, what's wrong, and he could try to fix it. And you see that during practice, you see that in meets. Um, and I'm sure every single one of us had at least one personal memory where J.O. has been able to find a flaw and like give us that inspiration. So I think that it just speaks to J.O. as a coach. I mean, absolutely. So you guys were notorious coming in as freshmen. I guess maybe because I just saw this because I was a senior at the time. And like maybe the classes before you did this too, but I think I was just more noticing it because I was the senior when you guys were freshmen that you guys loved coming over to the faster lanes, even if. J.O. didn't want you guys in lanes what, five, six and seven, or what am I saying? Five and six. Um, and, and just kind of like doing the harder sets no matter what. Did you guys see that your senior year now? Like were the freshmen, the younger swimmers putting themselves in that position? Or did you find yourself, you having to put them into that position? Because there were some days where sometimes Justin would want to take a break, go to lane oh, four. <laughs> <laughs> But the question here, like, did you guys see that kind of like now in hindsight, like you're the you're the leaders of this team? Did you see that those younger kids were stepping up, or did you feel like, you know, I feel like with this team they're they're definitely stepping up? But just wanted to see what your guys' thoughts were on that. Yeah, um, I would say they definitely just like stepped up and were willing to give it their all, like every single moment. I was extremely impressed with their professionalism, just like the mental fortitude that a couple of kids, especially looking at my lane, I had two of the kids, um, one of them was Ryan Sharp, who ended up breaking a couple of records at Big East. And um, another one, Alex Bouchain, who's on the A3 Relay. Those are the two freshmen in my lane. They were like just super competitive at all times. And so I think that it was just like, we're lucky enough where like these kids want to come in and compete as well. But I think it says something as well about like the culture in terms of the precedent that's being set that you're not going to practice to like socialize or like just like, jerk around with your friends and stuff it's like something that at all times like you're here to get better you're not here to like do anything else besides that and so I feel like they did a really good job pushing themselves there was never really any moments where I found myself like trying to like I would obviously encourage them because that's what you want to do especially trying to like um have a good culture within the lane but um they just did a really good job stepping up which definitely was a big reason for the team's success this year um not just looking at like individual performances like this is the first year that we beat another Big East team in a real life. Like, we beat Villanova in a real life. And I don't know if that's ever – that hasn't happened in my four years. hasn't happened in a long time. Yeah, I mean, there may have been close calls at my my years. I don't think we ever did it, but I definitely think we came down to the wire. And I know you guys came down to the wire last year, too. A couple yeah, of exactly. Ago, so that's so it's just, like, great. Um, they're, like, the work ethic was great every single time. Like, I wasn't ever feeling like I had to, like, even, like, question their effort. It was just a great effort the whole time. So I was really happy to be a part of that. It makes me feel more comfortable leaving the team now, knowing that you have people that you can trust in, you know, that knowing that the team's going to still going to improve and um, definitely get faster each year. Absolutely. And don't forget, I thought about, I didn't forget about you, Hawk. You you jumped into lane five with me and Liam your first day of practice. So yes, I'll yes. never forget about that part. <laughs> yes. Now we all kind of, yeah, I'm in lane two now. Uh, we all kind of have our designated lanes and everybody kind of does their own thing in their own lane. But, but yeah. I love that. Is it better this year? You're not starting from like the middle of the pool in some sets. I know that was, I think, I think Justin talked about like how you would, you would literally, or no, I was actually talking to a good friend of ours, Nata Quadro. She was saying like there are practices where you would have to start in the middle of the lane 
and then like go to the wall and then like people would finish yeah. in the middle of the bowling. Like I, I, it sounds absurd. Yeah. Last <laughs> year, last year we were at the, there were two people on the opposite side of the 15 meter mark and then two at the wall on each side. But, um, that didn't happen this year. Thank <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say probably just a regular two thirty and four thirty practices were nice to have back rather than like, I'm sure you guys yeah. have like eight different rotating practice schedules. Yeah. yeah. And it's nice too to like when you go those two thirties or four thirties, like a majority of the team is there. So you get a better chance, like instead of you staying in your pod. And yeah. obviously it'll become closer to them as you continue to train with them. Just like being able to see like a majority of the team, like going to a Friday afternoon practice or a Saturday morning practice, just all the guys, you know, everyone trying to get better. So that aspect of it is really, really beneficial, I think. Absolutely. We're gonna take a quick break from this week's episode to talk about our brand new sponsors and a long time coming with TYR. Guys, I've been a part of the swimming community for gosh knows how long. I've been retired for just about three years, but I'm going back in with my friends over at TYR. That's right. TYR has everything you need from swimming to try to anything from biking, running, you name it. Tier or TYR has got you hooked up. They got a brand new spring collection coming out and I'm going to hook you guys up. That's right. I'm going to get you 10% off at checkout with the code Jared, J-E-R-O-D-I-G-10- off. That's right. Jared, J-E-R-O-D-I-G as an in Instagram, 10 off. Going to get you 10% off at checkout with their brand new spring collection. So if you're a swimmer, I know I have swimmers listening to the show, biker, uh, triathlete, whatever it may be, head over to TYR, check out their brand new spring collection. And now back to the interview. So as leaders of this team and as, as the leaders of the 2022 team, what did like what have you taken away from leaders in the past whether it be your seniors your freshman year like you know Lee, captain you know Liam was the captain that year what have you taken from the past leaders that you saw and even in the years leading up to your senior year that you tried to emulate here this year in your senior season yeah i think something for me is when i joined the team obviously we had you Liam Jules like you guys all made us feel or me personally you made me feel really welcomed and like I wanted to be a part of the team. So I think last year I just tried to like get to know the freshmen right away. They obviously had a really hard adjustment coming in with COVID. It wasn't going to be a normal year. They knew that we knew that. So I think just trying to like have open dialogue and trying to let them know if like they need anything to hear for them, I think was like something that was important for me to communicate with the freshmen and the other kids as well, but mostly the freshmen. Yeah. Rather than just being like upperclassmen to them and like acquaintances, like being friends and knowing that like, we're like available to them to like so they can reach out to us like whatever they need obviously like in the pool or like out of the pool whatever they need we're we're there for them um i was just gonna say like definitely um as they just mentioned to you like having a really strong bond with like not just like your classmates like obviously i love these guys but like making sure that like any freshman at any point has like no they wouldn't have any problem reaching out to you like it's not a big deal and stuff because you definitely do want to be available for them at all times and i would just say like instead of like verbally talking about everything at every moment just like sometimes letting your actions show instead of like telling everyone to pick up sometimes you just like sit there you put your head down and people see that just as well as they would hear it so i think just like um, putting your actions um, and letting them speak louder than your words is something I definitely took away from the leadership, but um, definitely what the two boys below just said as well. Yeah, I think these guys just said it perfectly. I mean, we, we, were, we were really lucky as freshmen to have such great leadership. I mean, yourself, Liam, and the rest of the senior class is, was great to us. You know, they're very welcoming. We come to you guys with anything. And we want to make sure that as we were going on, as we became upperclassmen, 
we were able to have that, give the freshmen that same experience that we, we had. I mean, we fell in love with the team. I mean, I personally fell in love with the team immediately. I wanted to do anything I could to help this team. And that was only obviously because of the leadership that we, that we were able to witness. So I want to make sure that, as Justin said, my actions spoke out of my words. And as these guys said, we're there for the freshmen and all the underclassmen. So, yeah. Yeah, I think another than just like add on to that, um, like we're all obviously really close. Like we see each other almost every day. We take classes with the underclassmen. So I think just having a tight, close group net or tight, 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 close group really helps us. Um, I'm obviously close with the three of these boys. So I think just having everyone know that like we're brothers, we're a family and we'll be there for each other is really important as well. Yeah, it, it was always so interesting to me when I was a freshman, like this the first day of practice or like the first time meeting the team, like the seniors felt like larger than life personas just cause like they looked a lot older. They, you know, they just had more experience with college in general, but then it was very early on for even the seniors my freshman year that like, these are your peers, these are your friends. And like, maybe even like you consider them your older brothers, but like, that's kind of the things that we wanted to emulate as seniors. My year was like, you guys can utilize us just as you could like freshmen in your in your grade or you know like teammates in your class like we're all one team we all have the same goal you know and and succeeding and, and doing well at big east so there's no reason that like the seniors need to act different than the freshmen you know maybe act as leaders but you know what i mean not act as yeah. these like polarizing figures that need to be the end all be all when it comes to being the you know the seniors of the class Absolutely. I mean, we've all been freshmen. I remember walking out, I saw huge Strakers guys got a whole foot on me and a huge beard. Batista, I mean, all these guys are monsters to me. And I'm like, geez, like, all right, I'm not in New Jersey anymore. But then, yeah. as you get, I mean, I think that's that's part of the team. It's just you get to know them, you get to swim with them. You, get to, you guys are struggling together and practice and lift. And slowly that bond forms. I mean, definitely in, in lift, especially just because you guys are all next to each other, scream at each other. Um, that say. bond is definitely formed because you're scared at first and then, you know, it slowly but surely becomes more of a, more of a family, more of a team. Yeah. I was going to say the, the lift experience of like my first lift as a freshman and like seeing the seniors my year do lift. And I thought I was in great shape. Like I, I thought I came in prepared. I thought I like, I, you know, came from SoCal swimming. So like, I know how to, I know how to do this or so I thought. And even these guys that may have like, I don't know. It's just the lift was like the biggest wake up call. My, my first lift as a freshman. And I'm sure you guys felt the same. Like it's just the experience that the seniors had of like, we've done this a couple of times, like that we know what to expect on day one of lift for the season or even just first team lift or whatever it was. Like that was the biggest wake up call. Like, okay, take a step back. You're not a full-time college athlete yet. Like just, just listen, learn from these guys, listen to these guys so that that way you can kind of navigate these waters. Yeah. Oh, yeah, those first team lifts, especially on Monday mornings, I still have some nightmares from those. Yeah, that takes my blood for sure. <laughs> the outdoor lifts with Macaulay taking his shirt off will be ingrained in forever. <laughs> uh, perfect. <laughs> oh, man. So, all right. Kind of want to take a take an individual question here so you guys can answer these um, individually. But after it's all said and done, and it might be really difficult to pick one here, but do you guys have a favorite PC swim memory? of your four years we, we were just talking about this the other day i think um there's there's definitely a couple that stick to my mind um i would definitely say like 
one of the ones that I think is uh, definitely favorite for all of us was um, going to the boys trip. We, um, we, we labeled it um, boys trip when um, after training trip, we went back to, I think it was Maryland. And from Maryland, we drove to um, Philly to race Nova. And so we kind of like wrapped our arms around it completely. And it was on March, Regis was a GA. Um, and without J.O., because obviously J.O. had to be there for the home meet, which um, makes sense totally. But it was just like nice to everyone like wrap their arms around and embraced it. And we definitely gave Villanova a good challenge. Um, so I would say that was a beautiful moment. But besides that, I would say like probably last year when we look at Big East, just J.O. being awarded that um, Coach Theodore, just seeing all his work um, yeah. like come to fruition. I would say those are definitely my two that stick out. Yeah, definitely. Boys trip is one of my favorite. I think our sophomore year training trip was really fun too because we weren't freshmen anymore. So we kind of knew what to expect. And we definitely got closer with like the underclassmen as well. And then in the middle of training trip, there was like a series of earthquakes. So it was kind of kind of nice that practices were canceled, but it was like kind of scary at the same time, but no one was getting hurt. So it was like kind of <laughs> fun, but it was like, I don't know. I'll just never forget that. Like waking up at four in the morning, me and Justin were like screaming, like what the hell? And then we're in the lobby at like 4 a.m. People are like, I hope practice is canceled. And then we go back to bed or try to. And then practice ended up being canceled. But I'll never forget that. <laughs> Wait, uh, where were the earthquakes? In Puerto Rico? Or where we were like in the epicenter. They were like oh, eight miles from us. So we oh. moved to the other side of the island. Oh, I remember hearing about that. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> go ahead, Hawkins. Sorry. Yeah, so for me, probably my personal favorite memory would be when Justin and Kevin won um, last year. Um, the two fly, one breast, respectively. I mean, it wasn't even like my personal like victory, but it it felt like mine. Like the whole, the whole like arena was screaming so loud. And although it wasn't me that that won, obviously, um, I felt like I had won because I've been swimming alongside them for the past like three years, and it just felt so good to, you know, like uh, for them to get that done, mm -hmm. be a part of that experience. Love that. Love that. Hawk, uh, Michael, is your last one? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I have a couple. I mean, everything that they said is definitely right. Seeing seeing these guys win last year, I mean, being able to, I mean, you know me and Justin's relationship. <laughs> we were pretty, I'd say we're pretty close. And right. seeing him win, it was uh, it was awesome. It was like, it was sort of like I won a little bit too. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that was definitely great. Watching, going boys trip, uh, watching Justin's mile, and I think it was a sophomore year, right? Yeah, sophomore year, yeah. I mean, yeah. when you think of a mile, you're thinking, all right, this is going to be 15 minutes of just back and forth, but we were screaming the entire time. And I think it just is a testament to the team itself that someone was in the water, they had a black cap on, we're going to cheer for them. And it ended up being an amazing race as Justin fashion coming from behind, and trying to chase these guys down it was it was it was awesome i mean there's a picture of it in the hallway i get chills every time i walk by it you did the mile at villanova justin oh i'm trying to think no we didn't do a mile we did a 4 am instead uh, so okay. not not as much that as was the biggie. full mile oh biggies okay yeah, you did the mile biggie biggie software. Software. Yeah. gotcha 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 okay yeah um that was definitely a big one and then i guess for me personally just honestly I don't know. I won't, don't want to say all of them because in case JL listens, but there were a couple, there was a couple of small things, you know, that you just, you just take for granted all those little things throughout the year. And I think back, I was, when we were talking about this a couple of days ago, there's the Boston college um, basketball player. When he was asked in a press conference after they lost, he was just like you know, on the brink of tears and just said meals. And I think yeah. honestly, 
that's that's 100 right is is all those little things all those little moments the bus rides the meals the eating those horrible box lunches on the bus um perfect box there. lunches perfect box lunches <laughs> yeah, perfect. sorry sorry don't want to disrespect um, oh, no, but it's it's all those little things that <clears throat> i think that's one of the things i'm going to miss a lot about about swimming on a on a division one college team is is again to have those memories that you do sort of take for granted but looking back on those are some of the best times you know Totally. Yeah, no, that's, a, that's a great point. Just kind of going off that, like, just like a team, like, meal after, like, a practice or a lift or something, I found myself, like, crying laughing, like, probably yeah. double-digit yeah. time, just yeah. Yeah. like, stupid joke, you know, people making fun of each other, but just, like, yeah. the brotherhood that I think that I've, like, gained from this in terms of just, like, being able to meet 30 other people, but seeing that, you know, like, you have, an e you have a good individual relationship with each of them is, like, really definitely something that I'm going to miss. So just like the little, the little, like the lunches, the breakfast and stuff after like the swim team practice or something like that is definitely going to be um, something that, that I'll cherish forever. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The Saturday morning breakfast after, <laughs> after practice where we had to sit and like wait for the hot food to come out. <laughs> some of the craziest things would be said at that table. Oh, yeah. and, and I'm talking about old Ray when we actually got the long table. I know you guys are struggling in new Ray to find mm -hmm. kind of your identity um, <laughs> as a team, but <laughs> that like, those were the moments like to, to Michael's point, we don't have to go through all of them because some of them maybe aren't best for this interview, but it's just, <laughs> it's just like in the haircuts and all like the, the Mohawks in the, in my senior year in, Liam and I's room or whatever, like everyone putting on mohawks was hilarious. Um, yeah, man, it's it, it like your guys are bringing back good memories. Even uh, train trip my senior year when uh, when Keen had to share a room with me and PK, um, that <laughs> was comical, comical. And and you and you'd wear your Apple Watch to bed and it would wake us up every freaking. Oh my god! <laughs> Didn't John ban those from the water or something? He did, yeah, yeah, she did because like Bing, uh, Bingham like almost lost her hand in practice with that with that thing. Oh man! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, we've gotten to the portion of the show where I'm kind of going to get nervous, but I'm going to let these four ask me anything because we started to do that on the show. So it can be Providence related. It can be what to expect after swimming related, whatever you guys want. You guys, you guys can each do one question or whatever. We can, you guys can ask me whatever, but up to you guys. You guys can feel free to ask me anything. Yeah. Um, I have one if uh, no one else has one. I guess, like, I assume you swam probably from the age of, like, three or four till, till you graduated from PC. How did you, like, get rid of that identity for yourself and, like, find new hobbies and new ways to, like, find, like, ways to be competitive outside of the pool? Yeah, that's a great question. So I, I competitively swam from, like, 10 to till the end of Providence. So I, like, to your point, it, it feels like it's always been my identity, um, but since hanging up the cap and goggles, like I literally stopped swimming abruptly because, because of COVID, I wasn't, there was no pools. Like, and it kind of just like started to dwindle off of like interest wise for me. What I found is that like swimming didn't define me, but like my competitiveness certainly did. And like maybe being like a distance swimmer was part of that identity of like wanting to do stupid long things. So that's when I, you know, I started running a little bit more and then I signed up for their marathon and in October of last year, like I started to figure out like my identity is not necessarily swimming anymore, but it's more just like seeing how long I can do things or how far I can go or how, you know, like whatever it was. So just finding those things that like kind of fit almost the person you were 
outside of the water, like going to practice. Like you, you guys know me, I was more of a practicer than a bracer. Like I did all, I always did better at practice than I did in, in at swim meet. So like more training for like longer runs, like stuff like that just started to make, like make more sense for me. Um, but the one thing I'll say, and I was talking to a, an ex Providence athlete about this too, is I have found that I'm even more competitive now than I was as a swimmer for Providence. And I don't know if it's because now I'm representing like team Jared and not Providence, but like, I always want to be better. I want to be in better shape. I want to be a faster runner or whatever it is. Like, it's almost like unhealthy, the amount of like competitiveness I have now with my job, with my outside of job hobbies with running and all that stuff. Like it's, it's almost like crazy to think, you know, why am I this competitive? I don't like J.O. is not my coach. Coach White's not telling me to do another chin up or whatever it is. Like, I don't know why I'm doing this, <laughs> but it's a good thing. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I had another question too. You kind of elaborated on this a little bit, but obviously swimming's um a sport within itself, but it's, I think that everyone would agree here. It's taught you like so many life lessons that you couldn't get probably in the classroom or anywhere else. So where do you see some of those life lessons that you learn from swimming, whether it's in your work, whether it's running, something else, where do you see that applying? Um, yeah, it's a great question too. I mean, like we talk about, especially like Providence and maybe more, more so now as this team has developed more and more that like everyone's starting to find their role in the team, like helping the team succeed, whether it be, you know, the distance swimmer, you know, and always doing the 800 and the 400 like me, or you, Justin, would do the stupid events like the two fly, four IM and mile for no reason. Uh, <laughs> but like the, the, like you guys, you guys all identified your role in this team. And I think what that helps me do in life too, is like identifying my role as like, you know, where I'm, where I'm needed for work, where I'm needed for life. And like, maybe I've, one of my things that I've learned as in this life lesson of post-swimming is like I've definitely become more of a yes man and just always saying yes to things and right now it's good and like opportunities have come about but I think too like being that being in swimming where like you were told to do a set and you weren't allowed to say no you know like you couldn't tell John like no this set's not good like I'm gonna go do a different practice like that wasn't that wasn't allowed or you couldn't tell coach white like hey this 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 workout looks fun but i think i'm gonna have to do a different one <laughs> so just like being having that ability to to adapt and be flexible with everything and just kind of like go with the punches is is something that is super beneficial to having that life lesson as a as a swimmer especially from providence like there were days where you thought this lift like made no sense to a distance swimmer or made no sense to a sprinter or like especially a set right like if John throws a set of like, like 5,100s or however he wants to break that out. But at the end of the day, it's 5,100s and 2075s or whatever the heck, like you're like, this isn't going to help my butterfly. This is going to help my brushstroke or whatever, but you did it anyways, you know, cause like, that's what we have to do. And, and that's the kind of the adaptiveness that we have as swimmers. Do you, uh, do you ever see yourself getting back in the water, doing any kind of a master's meet or anything, anything like that? Is that on the bucket list? Not right now. Um, I've heard a lot of people are telling me to do a triathlon. Um, I can't ride a bike to save my life. I can ride a bike, but not like for however many miles it needs to be. Like I can ride a stationary bike just fine. But um, I don't know, guys. It's uh, I think back to like the Kansas swim, Justin, and like, could I ever do something like that? And like right now, my body's like, nope, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. It's right now. It's kind of fun to just try new things. We're, um, you know, you guys are definitely still young, and I'm kind of still young enough to like try these different things. Um, but maybe like maybe when I'm like a lot older to go back into swimming. But right now, I don't know. It's just I don't hate it anymore. It's not that I like like mm-hmm. fa- fallen out of love with swimming, but it's definitely not like something that I'm dying to get back into right now. And I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but like I was pretty burnt out after that last mile at Big East. <laughs> No, I understand that for sure. You don't want to do any more 4 IMs, Justin? I think that's the end of it. I ended it on a nice DQ, so I think that's it. Yeah, I didn't want to – oh, man, I kind of forgot that you DQ'd, and I would not have brought it up if I remember. Oh, good. Um, But, yeah, yikes, sorry. (laughs) That's bad podcasting. (laughs) Any other questions? I'll get you to the last question of the day. Good. Okay. All right. All right. No more questions then. No, I'm just kidding. Don't ask me anything. Um, all right. So you guys are, you guys have wrapped up a career. You guys have wrapped up a, an, an amazing season, but if you guys were to write the story of the class of 2022, it could be everyone that's in that class. What would be the title of it and why? Um, I think it's a pretty easy answer for us. We have a group chat called it. Uh, it's called the survivors. Uh, <laughs> Pretty self-explanatory. We made it through four years. We made it through so many ups and downs. Uh, COVID, Matt Torres, Torres um, ACL. Uh, so just a lot of obstacles in the way. But I think it would just be the survivors who did it. Yeah, I love that. I love yeah, that. I think so. <laughs> I mean, it started off as a joke because we were watching survivors, but it sort of we sort of are like just sort of getting through everything. I mean, especially for me, I, I didn't think I was going to be here, and then here I am. So yeah. I love that. Wait, now I have a different question because if you guys are watching Survivor and you guys are titling your story Survivor, of the four of you, who do you think would be the because I have one leg. If I had two legs, Justin's the No, I was gonna say who's the first to go. Oh, not me. Uh, I think Justin. Justin. <laughs> Justin. Man, this is BS. It's not too bad. <laughs> oh man who would who would who would you fall out of the alliance with first you'd be like no like, like who would you trick into getting to an alliance first definitely match <laughs> yeah yeah oh man that would be that would be a funny uh class it would just be funny if we did like a pc like swim and dive survivors <laughs> of like all the classes all like yeah. that would be, be pretty good that would be pretty good um, <laughs> I feel like Buckley would win somehow, somewhere. <laughs> like, uh, Buckley or Natola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, gents. Well, it has been an absolute blast getting to chat with you guys. I'll uh, I'll let you guys go here soon, but let's 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 talk for a little bit. But um, thank you guys so much for coming on, and uh, we'll definitely keep in touch. Yeah, thank you so much yeah, for having us. Thank you, Jared. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. So a big shout out to Matt, Mike, Matt, and Justin for coming on this week's show. I hope you guys got a bl- had a blast listening to those stories about their senior year, about my four years, and it's great to reminisce with those guys. And it's, I'm just so proud of the four men that they have become. And honestly, I'm always so proud of the Providence College Swimming and Diving team. So props to them, props to the entire Providence College Swimming teams, both men and women, on an incredible season. That does it for this week's episode. Be sure to go follow my guys over on Instagram and social media. I'll leave links to the descriptions of those uh, in the description of this week's podcast. Be sure to go follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Normal Guy Lazy Eye so you can catch clips from your favorite episodes. Be sure to go check out the Normal Guy Lazy Eye merch store. 
head over to the link in the description of the podcast. And that does it for another episode. I will see you all next Wednesday.